Hello, friends. Welcome to The Chris Show. I have been... Okay, so Hayden, my oldest, knows that I record this podcast. And she actually she loves it because she gets screen time, usually, while I am doing the recording. But recently, we'll get into the car, and usually they ask to listen to bluey music. Or they're really into Spidey and his amazing friends on Disney Plus right now, and so they want to listen to that soundtrack. But for the last couple days, she's been like, hey, mom, can we listen to your podcast? And I'm going to tell you guys something right now. I don't, I, I go back and I listen to a little bit of these podcasts um, to, to fix a couple little things here and there. But contrary to what it may seem like, I don't especially love listening to the sound of my own voice. <laughs> um, and so it's just been an interesting experience humoring her and turning on my podcast and listening to myself. I also listen to my podcast at one and a quarter speed. And so I'm talking really, really fast. In my mind, that's what it sounds like is I'm talking really fast. And it also, because that's the speed that I listen to my podcasts in, when I'm recording, I feel like I should be recording at one and a quarter speed, which I also notice in my podcasts when I'm when I do start talking really fast, it's like, oh, maybe I need to slow down. And then if people want to listen to me faster, there's a little, there's a button at the bottom where you can select how quickly you listen. Darren listens to me at probably three or four times the speed. At least he listens and I love him. Um, so anyway, and I start my podcast the same way almost every time. Hi friends, welcome to the podcast. And maybe I said, maybe I should switch it up. Well, I don't know. Welcome to the musings of my brain. We're going to get to today's topic. So today's topic is let people change. I have two examples that I want to give of these things in my life because sometimes people can change. When you're dating somebody and you want to change them, mm, there's a safe bet that they're not going to actually change for you. I hope they do. But that's just not, that's not a bet that I would take. But when people want to change on their own for their own personal reasons and have the determination, people can change. Let me, these are, these are the, the circumstances I'm going to use or the situations, uh, stories, if you will, that I'm going to use to illustrate my point. First of all, when we first moved to Canada, um, again, we had been married for a year, didn't have kids. And we, so I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's going to sound really fast if you're listening at one and a quarter speed. Um, we're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And within our church, we have things called callings. Basically, they are jobs or assignments that we do uh, volunteer. We don't get paid for them. And it's just to help, help things function, help the, help the church as a, as a, I don't know, as a society, as a, as a structure function. And so when, and we call them callings and something you're called and asked to do. So when we first moved up here and we started going to our, our branch or ward, as we call them, our ward, uh, they extended these callings to us to be Cub Scout leaders. Again, we had no kids. We, I, I mean, I had eight younger siblings growing up. But my I had been gone for, I don't know, how old was I? 20? I'd been gone from home for at least eight 
eight or nine years, okay, from dealing with children. And they're putting me in Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts. Riley's on the warpath. Whenever somebody comes to our door, he flips out just because he's really excited to see them. And I have thought about training it out of him to bark at the front door when somebody's there. But on the other hand, if somebody comes to the front door and I don't want them at my front door, I like knowing that all they hear is a big dog bark on the other side of the door. And I just feel like it's just an added protection. Anyway, back to Cub Scouts. Cub Scouts. For those who do not know what a Cub Scout is, they are usually young men between the ages of 8 to 11. For anyone who has ever interacted with a boy between the ages of 8 and 11, it is a special age. It is an age where they don't particularly care what you think of them. Uh, They think they are hilarious when in reality they are just, I'm just going to be honest, they're dumb and they're gross. And this is this is what we got called to to help facilitate activities and run activities for these 8 to 11 year old boys um i uh, there are there are fun loving go with the flow people i am just i i like order i like structure um, and so I'm not going to lie. It was a little, it was, it was very energy taking from me and I, I did my best and I, but I wasn't one that was just going to let things slide and I wasn't going to let things just like, if they were being, if they, if they were being dumb, I was going to tell them they were being dumb. And if they were being disrespectful, I was going to tell them that they're being disrespectful and that that wasn't okay. I just was frank with them. I just, up front, this is the way it is. No nonsense. That's what I was. I was no nonsense. I could have fun, but I was no nonsense. And when they were being nonsensical, I'm not kidding, one time, I forget what they were doing, but they were driving me up the wall. And I was not the only leader there. Darren was in there with me for a while, and then he got called to, I forget what, but he got out of there. And there were two other women who were doing this with me. And so I was not the only leader there, but these kids were just off the walls. And so we were at the gym, uh, the gym of the church. And I was just like, okay, stop. I lined them all up and I made them do burpees and I made them do so many burpees. And then that just be kind of like kind of came a thing that when they were being little annoying turds, (laughs) I never called them that to their face. Just, and if you're a mom to one of those annoying little Cub Scouts, this comes full circle. And you know, you know that they were annoying little Cub Scouts. I have yet to meet a young man where that, in that age group, where you could tell me never once have they been annoying. I'm sure Darren was. I am sure of it. Well, I say that. He was actually a really good kid. He's one that I would be like, no, you definitely had that streak in you, but he was probably not the most annoying of the annoying. Anyway, so... I lined them up, did burpees, and did lots of burpees. And then that was just a thing that when they were being like that, I was like, okay, pause, stop whatever we're doing, line up, we're doing burpees. And I I mean, maybe this was just in my head and it just helped me, but I feel like it actually helped with how everything went. And things just went a lot smoother because they knew that if they crossed the line and just got too rambunctious, they were doing burpees. And no one likes burpees. 
let's be real. Don't, don't, if you are a fitness person and you're like, actually, I like burpees, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to me. Well, none of us really like burpees. Okay. Anyway, so full circle, let people change. Um, like I said, this was when we first moved to Canada. These, what I call my annoying little Cub Scouts, are now almost 20 years old. They have gone through high school. They have graduated from high school. Some of them have left on missions for our church. A mission for our church is they give up their lives basically for two years to go and serve in some other part of the world, some other part of the country, and they just do service and teach people about Jesus for two years. It's a, it's a big commitment and an important responsibility. And my uh, annoying little Cub Scout, Cub, annoying little Cub Scouts, some of them have done this. And then I had the realization that they're going to come back from there and they're going to go to college. They're going to go, some of them could go to a post-secondary education. Some of them could go to medical school and come back and be doctors. And then I realized that the doctors that I see now at one time, like if you see a male doctor at one time, he very well could have been an annoying little Cub Scout. And that for sure there are people out there who remember that phase of their lives. And so my point is we just need to let people change. This is the idea of letting people change is as much for me as it is for anybody. Because this is just something that I'm starting to starting to try to wrap my mind around right now for, you know, in, we'll say, six to ten years when they are doctors or just some other kind of professional. Like, if they're an accountant, you're going to turn over your financial statements for this annoying little Cub Scout to do your taxes? It's just, it's, I mean, let, let people change. I'm working on it too, guys, but we can do this together. Second thing, second example. And this one you might find comical. Once upon a time when I was growing up, um, again, we belong to the Church of Jesus Christ. We have this thing called the Word of Wisdom. The Word of Wisdom basically is a set of guidelines of things we do and do not do as far as uh, what we eat and do not eat. For example, we do not drink alcohol. We do not drink coffee. uh, We do not partake in recreational drugs. um, We are told that we should eat uh, grains. We should eat meat sparingly, which I have a little, I really like meat and I'm a protein junkie. So the whole eat meat sparingly, I, I wonder, I don't know. I try. I could, we could all be a little bit better in a lot of different ways. And maybe that's an area I could be better, but I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not ready. Um, but like says, you know, eat fruits and vegetables. And so, you know, good, good guidelines like that. Um, and for the longest time, growing up, I thought that caffeine was against the word of wisdom. Now, nowhere in the word of wisdom, if you want to read it, it's in our book of scripture called the Doctrine and Covenants. I think it's section 89. I probably should have looked that up before I said that. I think that's where it is. It's around there. Anyway, Nowhere in there does it say anything about caffeinated beverages. But in my mind, this is how I was raised. Caffeine was against the word of wisdom. And I thought that 
my whole my whole growing up. One time I was probably, I don't know, 11, 10 or 11, the, the girl version of the annoying little Cub Scouts, which is not so much, it's, I feel like I was annoying in a different way in the sense that I always wanted to be involved in the adult conversations. I wanted to hang out with the adults and wanted to be more grown up than I am, but I'm sure my level of conversation was so juvenile. <laughs> and I was in that phase. I went over to my uh, my Sunday school teacher's house after after church. And I would do this uh, pretty often, I feel like. She was our neighbor. And so I could just walk to her house and she was in a wheelchair. And so I would go over there and I would help her make dinner. And I remember one time I stayed for dinner and I was served root beer because that's what I wanted to drink. I got root beer and uh, I was drinking it and <laughs> I looked at the label and I saw that there was caffeine in it. Now, I don't know what person in their right mind gives caffeine willingly and knowingly to an 11-year-old. If you give any of my children caffeine, you are taking them home with you <laughs> until the caffeine is out of their system. That's my rule. But um, there was caffeine in it and I saw it on the on the can. And I immediately, I'm and I'm sure just because I, I mean, if you didn't, if you... If you don't know, I have a tendency towards the dramatic and it was even worse and less reined in when I was a child. I like probably made a production of like spitting it out and then going like trying to get it off of my tongue because I thought caffeine was bad and that you weren't supposed to have it. And that, Yeah. Fast forward to when I was in college. I still believed that. And I think back, I'm like, oh, caffeine could help me so much in college. But how did I get through it without it? Anyway, when I had, I would date these boys. And when I was dating them and got like a little more serious, I would ask them to stop drinking caffeine. Because in my mind, that was a higher, holier law. <laughs> and I just didn't want them to drink caffeine. And they they agreed, bless their little hearts, their little love-stricken hearts. They agreed to this. But I remember breaking up with, after I'd broken up with one of them, looking at his, I don't know, Facebook profile. That dates me now to say Facebook. We had Facebook. And Facebook was a new cool thing only for college students when I was in college. I remember looking at his Facebook and seeing him drinking, I don't know, a Mountain Dew. And being so disappointed in him. Because I was like, oh, I thought that he knew better now. And that that was that was my thought. Fast forward to I think Darren and I had been married for uh it hadn't it maybe had been a year, a little less than a year. And he was going to the gym, and I don't know why I had not noticed this before, because we'd been to the gym together several times, but he was taking some pre-workout. And I was like, what is that? And I, and he said, you know, this is pre-workout. He's like, do you want some? I was like, well, what is it? And he told me, and he told me that there was caffeine in it. I was like, oh, but but we're not supposed to have caffeine. And I don't know why no one had ever said this to me before. And he was like, why not? And I was like, well, because it's against the word of wisdom. And he's like, where does it say that? Uh, he's like, why, why? Like, where does it say that? And I had no answer for him. So you know what I did? I took the pre-workout. 
And as we all know, I obviously have never looked back. (laughs) And I just, guys, people can change. So to those people who knew me, to to my Sunday school teacher, who I so rudely spit out the root beer and made a big scene about it, I apologize. I sincerely apologize for my behavior. I was in the wrong. And I have grown up since then. To any of the boys that I dated who I asked you to stop drinking caffeine, first of all, not sure why you're listening to this, but I'm flattered. Uh, Second of all, I really apologize for my naivety and uh, for asking you to do that. I didn't know any better. I appreciate that you went along with my little craziness and I have obviously since changed and I have I have moved on since then so thank you please forgive me I have grown up because now you guys I I believe that caffeine is something that God put on his green earth so that moms could get stuff done (laughs) Caffeine is the nectar. I shouldn't say it's the nectar of my life. It is just a beautiful assistant to my everyday. And I'm so thankful for it. So thankful. And I'm so thankful that Darren called me, called me on my crap and was like, "Mm, why? Like, why do you think that? And I don't know why I had never done that before. And no one had asked me that before. They just maybe accepted, oh, that's Chris. She's crazy. Watch out. Um, so point is, people can change. Whether that's annoying little Cub Scouts. Whether that is little 11-year-old girls with a fanatical idea that caffeine is against your religious beliefs. We can all change. And we're just all trying to be better people. And that's it. So on that note, I hope you guys have a good rest of the day. And uh, remember, people can change. You can change. Always try to change for the better. And I will talk to you next time. Bye, guys.